Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Teaching Music Tomorrow. I am here with the wonderful, fabulous, fantastic Victoria <laughs> Bowler, and my name is Ann Waleski. I'm even going to introduce you first because I feel like you always give me like the sweetest introduction. I'm always like, yeah. <laughs> I'm here with my friend. <laughs> But anyway, we are here to talk about all things kindergarten. This is our third episode in a series. If you have not gone over to teachingmusictomorrow.com to check out all five of these episodes that are waiting for you with extra resources and um, wonderful materials to help you do all of this stuff even better, um, head on over there, sign up for our free kindergarten course. And yeah, we're diving into echo singing today. Victoria, talk to me about echo singing. <laughs> so we've done um, an episode already about vocal exploration, and that was using our voices in 72 million different ways. Now things are, and you mentioned this in that episode, that we're going from kind of like broad to a little bit more narrow. So now we are getting into the little bit more narrow piece of it, where we want students to respond with an identical vocalization from what we have done. We want it to be an echo of what we're doing. Um, the first thing that happens with echo singing for me is that students do not echo because experientially it is very mm. difficult to think it in your head because they're kind of like singing it along with you as you sing it, right? But they're not supposed to sing it out loud until you're done singing with it and singing it. And so that is such um, such a big jump for students, even though to us, it feels very, um, I don't know, it feels very easy to say like, just echo me, right? But for students, that's actually a really big step. And it kind of reminds me of, um, there's a there's a clip on YouTube that you can find of the very first Harry Potter movie, where someone's giving um, their line and the other the other kid is there like mouthing their line along with them. And they're like saying it. it's super cute, but they're like saying it. And that's what, and that's what's happening, right? It's like the, the students, the kindergarten musicians are supposed to hear it in their head as you are singing, but they're not supposed to do anything until you are done. And that um, like yeah. stop and go thing is really challenging for, for students. So um, I'm excited about talking this about this today. Yeah. I, that's an interesting thing. And we're not necessarily talking about audiation or inner hearing in this as a focus in this particular series. But I was thinking about this. You just made me think of last night. This is awful. Ready? Mom confession. I was getting after my four-year-old because she she was having trouble falling asleep. And so she had a book in her bed and she has bunk beds. I know. I'm sorry, Tangent. Um, and But she was pretending because she can't quite read yet. So she was reading her way out loud and i said honey you can't read out loud you're gonna wake up your sister she's like i'm not reading out loud and she can't differentiate that her voice is speaking and and you know they can't that's a really difficult distinction yeah yeah and um I, i'm also reminded of the time that we were preparing this is years ago and we were preparing for a performance and there was a first grader in the group who just like stood there like this yeah and after and after a while, like of us practicing this song, like I was looking at him and I was like, he's not singing. I don't know why he's singing. And and in and so like we talked about it after class and he was like, I thought I was singing oh. and he wasn't right. But he was hearing it in his he head. He was there. You know? He was, he in was it. there. Yeah. <laughs> so he was in the zone. Yeah. Oh, so he was to him like he was singing, but it's because he was inner hearing. So I think um, the the audiation piece of it, even though I know audiation is not just inner hearing, um, mm -hmm. 
I think that's an interesting component of this conversation. Yeah. So there's two elements that, and then I'll segue into my activity here. So there's two things to think about here. So when we talked about movement last week, we were talking about this concept of having, or at least I mentioned, and I know, I know you agree. I think you agree that this <laughs> idea of doing things and kind of like your self space is a first mm -hmm. step before you go into like shared space. Right. Mm -hmm. So kind of like this non-locomotor thing into the locomotor. So this it's the opposite with something like singing, in my opinion, in terms of how you sequence instruction with your kids. Like we wanna do a whole class thing before we're asking students to do things individually because there's yep. like that class train wreck mentality, that whole idea that like, oh, like they're gonna kind of like the peer pressure, <laughs> like they're in a group, their safety in numbers, like all of that yep. kind of stuff is really, really important. Um, and I forgot the second thing, but I'm sure I'll remember it as we get talking. But Great. my echo singing activity today, um, as you said, you know, we're talking about developing singing voice. So we start with vocal exploration. We get into just like group singing songs, doing games, activities, all the things that we just inherently do. And then that that group echo singing. And then we move into maybe some individual echo singing and then eventually some solo singing without that direct model, that direct my turn, your turn. Yep. I do want to mention something that aids if you're teaching an echo song. Um, and I had a Kodai student this past summer. I think I mentioned this on an earlier episode and it was super duper smart. And she would sing my turn, your turn. Right. And then, um, and then just do like a couple of like quick, like Apple, like the first couple of times before she got her students just like head on into a song. And I think that that can be really helpful. Mm -hmm. So my echo song today is my aunts came back and you can't see because of the glare of my monitor but um this is a part of the john fire robin series so we'll link this down below um and you could sing it without the book i love to sing it with the book um i probably won't go through the entire thing but i'll just kind of share it with you um we start off i did this with mystery reader for my um daughter's kindergarten class i went in and sang some stories Cute. with them and um, we talked about how there's two different kinds of ants. You have an ant, like the picture, or you have an aunt, which is a family member, right? And we talked uh -huh. about those differences and how the illustrations in this book are really beautiful and show like kind of all of the silly, the silly things that happen. So, oh, my aunt came back. Oh, my aunt came back from Timbuktu, from Timbuktu. She brought with her, she brought with her a wooden shoe, a wooden shoe. And then, oh, my aunt came back, oh, my aunt came back from old Japan, from old Japan. She brought with her, she brought with her a waving fan, a waving fan. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I knew I'd remember. So there's a couple things I like about this book. So it's an echo singing activity without the focus being on the echo singing, right? Mm. So the way that this book is structured, he was very, they were very smart about how they put it together, of course. So it's by motive. So my aunt came back, then you echo. Next page from Timbuktu, you echo. Next one, she brought with her, she brought with her. Oh, wouldn't you? Oh, wouldn't you? And then it goes on to have longer stretches, right? So that's mm -hmm. smart because we kind of get in the rhythm of it yep. before before everything's just right there. I think that's yep. helpful for both the teacher and the students, right? And then what's cool is you always have the first three motives, and then the and it has like a little hint, and then as you turn the page, it's there. And so the yep. kids start guessing what it's going to be as you go through the book. It's super fun, and there's Cute. some vocabulary thing like a pair of shears. You can talk about how it's really scissors. Um, and then at the end, there's a, should I give it away? 
<laughs> oh, the aunt, my aunt came back from the city zoo. There's a picture of peanuts and an elephant. She brought with her and they always think an elephant. And then we're like, oh, elephant doesn't rhyme. And then it's really a nut like you. So again, we're, we're talking about having a really fun activity. So that's super simple. But we're talking about having a really fun activity, feels game-like, feels play-like. There's a book that goes along with it, right? Books in kindergarten are gold in any grade level are gold, right? Um, and they're doing the echo singing without really overthinking the echo singing. There's no threat. They're doing it in a group. You're giving them that model and it's like embedded in this bigger activity. Oh, so fun. So fun. This is one of those things that, oh gosh, you could use this, you know, at the beginning of class, if students come in and they're like all, you know, they're, they're jumping up and down because they have like, you know, they've just come back from recess and they're everywhere and you want, you're ready to calm everybody down. Or you can use this at the end of class if you want like a calming activity to use before we send them on their way. So many great uses for, um, for books in kindergarten. I love that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you care about um, kids matching pitch? Um, that's a good question. So even when I was mystery reader, this was in the first grade classroom, not kindergarten. I said kindergarten. In the first grade classroom, I'm not their music teacher. It wasn't in the music classroom. The I saying, oh, my aunt came back. Because the range is kind of tricky, right? Sure, so yeah. for kindergarten, right? Like we have a lot of skips and jumps and there's mm -hmm. things. So I did. I said, oh, my aunt came back. And they sang and it didn't quite get that. And I was like, oh oh my aunt came back and i didn't have to say anything and again this was just in a first grade classroom i'd never taught these kids before it was my daughter's classroom and they got that so it's just like a quick like see if they can get it just so that there's a little bit of awareness mm -hmm. um but i'm not gonna spend time because it's about the story it's about the yes. game right yeah so like those quick little um remediations where it makes sense but i'm not gonna mm -hmm. harp on it just something yeah. for me to take note of Right. I completely, I completely agree with that because this is not the, the, um, if you're going to do like an assessment of solo singing, this is not the book it's that you would this. choose. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But again, we're talking about kindergarten, which is like wide open, big, yes. Um, kind of energy of like, we're just having yes. positive musical experiences. So for a positive musical experience, yes, you want them to use like melodic contour that kind of follows what you are doing, but this is not the time to get really nitpicky about intonation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I know in another episode, I don't know if it was about echo seating or solo seating, I did no more pie. And that's yeah. one where I'll go around the room and I'll, I will go to individual students. I don't think this is necessary. I mean, you could, this yeah. isn't necessarily the song that I would choose to be like, okay, Victoria, it's your turn. Um, something like, oh my, lends itself, mm -hmm. you know, it's a narrow range. It's just three pitch, like, you know, like it's a little bit more accessible than, oh, my hands came back, do, 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 you know, like yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I agree. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Well, let's um, jump over to another resource. We'll keep jumping. Um, I have my two fingers out on my hand and my uh, rabbit is jumping on my palm. Old Mr. Rabbit, you've got a mighty habit of jumping in my garden and eating all my cabbage. And since you are such a good kindergarten student, this time, will you be my echo? So now when my rabbit is jumping over here and I'm not singing, will you sing instead of me and make your voice match mine? Old Mr. Rabbit, old Mr. Rabbit, you've got a mighty habit 
You've got a mighty habit of jumping in my garden, of jumping in my garden and eating all my turnips and eating all my turnips. Sorry, we seen it a little different, so hopefully. Okay. <laughs> um, and this is one, this is one, Anne, that um, I mentioned that I was doing this song and you're like, we said we were doing echo singing. And I was like, I know. <laughs> so this is one um, that I have adapted for echo singing. The other adaptation that I have done is we are doing the duck, duck, goose style game where someone is walking around the outside of the circle and then they choose what they are going to be complaining about that they have planted in their garden so and eating all my spinach and eating all my spinach and if that person is going around the circle they're going to stop behind someone on the word spinach or turnips or broccoli or whatever it is and whoever they land behind that person is going to chase them around the circle and we see which one can get back to that empty spot first as they are chasing we're doing a two foot jump like a rabbit. Ooh. So we're not running, we're not running around the circle. This is a rabbit song, right? So in kindergarten, we are jumping around the circle. There's no leaping, it's two feet leave the ground and two feet uh, go back on the ground. And as I am doing this, I am um, the person who is taking the turn around the circle for the first like several lessons. Um, and when I stop behind the broccoli, whoever it is, I say, do you know how to use jumping feet? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, do you promise? And it becomes like a, like a cute, like back and forth that they do. And then it's cute because then the kids, when it is their turn to go around the circle and be the one singing, they will also give that student the prompt. Are you using jumping feet? Do you promise? And then we go. Um, so that's like the, the classroom management piece. Cause I know that not everyone can do chasing games. So if there's a way to adjust the chasing game so that we're doing something else, that's not sprinting and falling flat on our face. Right. Then, then that's a good option. So this game is played or the, the way I've changed it is to play it like Charlie over the ocean where there's a solo singer and everybody sings back. And then you have like the chasing component around the room. So at first I mentioned that, um, I would be the leader going around the circle. Backing up from that, we are just gonna do this seated in our spot. And the the whole game is you echo me and I'm changing the kind of vegetables that the rabbit was eating. So that's the first step and that's all good. And then we can jump into the game, we're there. And it's one of those things where like, sometimes we'll sit and just sing the song. Sometimes we play the game, but then after we're done playing the game, we might sit and just sing the song, right? Because when we're playing the game, we might not really be focused on the pitch matching piece of it. Again, kindergarten is about positive musical experiences. So that's a positive musical experience if we're just playing the game. But I might have, you know, kind of a different concept focus. Again, this dance between like, what's the activity? What's the concept? So when we're seated again, and we're going with the back and forth teacher singing, everybody echoes. This time I might say, um, can someone be the rabbit and echo me? And then someone would echo. And then eventually I would say like, what do you think we should sing about? What, what did the rabbit eat? And someone would say, you know, Brussels sprouts. They wouldn't say Brussels sprouts, but let's imagine. They said Brussels sprouts, <laughs> artichokes, right? Um, and I would say, oh, I bet you could be the teacher and I bet you could sing it instead of me because that's a really good idea to do spinach, to do broccoli. Oh, I like that idea. Why don't you do it? And we will echo you. So that's the the pathway that I do. It's the teacher first and the teacher is leading the game. And then the teacher sings and one student echoes. And then we'll have a student singing first and everybody 
echoes. And then for the game, the teacher is leading everyone first. And then eventually we have a student leader for this mm-hmm. circle game. Mm-hmm. Um, but that takes, that takes a lot mm-hmm. for the, for the kids, like remember all of the different words of the song and everything like that. What were you going to say? Yeah, no, that's great because they have an opportunity to lead the singing without actually having to remember like to walk, right? Which you think would be easy, but lots of times kids will stop walking when it's their turn to sing and then start, you know, walking again. And um, something that helps if you ever use like a bunny puppet or like a rabbit mm-hmm. puppet, like, so if they're the rabbit, then they get to have the super cool thing. And so there's like a little bit of a carrot, a little bit of a, ha, <laughs> a little bit of a distraction or whatever. Um, So that again, they're focused on that game part instead of maybe the fact that they're singing in front of everybody. Yes. Too. Yes, absolutely. And one of the things that also happens with this, um, I did this a couple months ago in a kindergarten informants. And one of the things that will also happen, and and this happens with me and um, Charlie over the ocean or anything where kids are doing the singing instead of the teacher is like, if you mix up the verses, what happens? Like if you sing the wrong thing, like what does the class do? And so the class needs to learn that they just follow the leader. So if the, if the leader says, old Mr. Rabbit, old Mr. Rabbit, you're eating all my cabbage, you're eating all my cabbage then the song is over right like if the leader ends the song then it's done you know we're not um sticking to like a very concrete version of the song um because you also don't want the kid to feel like super called out like they you know you sang it wrong you know or whatever whatever right and what's your goal as a teacher that they're playing the game and that your students leading and having that experience as a leader mm-hmm. right and having mm-hmm. that experience to do this little singing yeah great love it um i wrote down lots of things um so What I love about this is that even beyond kindergarten, you gave us an example of like, you could look at this song in a book and there's no game that goes with it and look at all of the different things that just came out of it. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge lesson to all of us that just because there's no, no game listed (laughs) doesn't mean there's not a game. Right. And also if there's a game listed, doesn't mean that you can't change it for an older grade level or just your own teaching situation or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the other thing I want to touch on is like, this was like a, t- like a million in one activity, but I can think of three things in one. So it's a movement thing and it's a study beat thing, but we're yes. talking about echo singing yes. in this episode, right? So again, when we think about kindergarten, there's so much overlap, that Venn diagram that you were talking about before, like that it's huge, right? So there's so much overlap. And so you just kind of have to pinpoint what you're going to use this particular activity for today in this particular lesson segment so and then yeah. you answered my question about the um the do the kids echo or do you echo so with that whole sequence so i think that's really really smart i have never i have always sang for the kids before they took it so it'd be like i'd be the leader in the game then they would do the walking and i'd still do the leading and then they'd have mm-hmm. the chance to lead but that misses the step and so i really like how you have everybody sit and then they get the chance to individually echo so they know what it feels like to sing individually the song and then you flip it right yeah it's kind of like how we teach canon too right like i'm gonna i'm gonna first going to lead and then mm-hmm. you're going to come in second and then we're going to switch because that's the harder piece Right. Right. Yeah. And I would just, I would adjust your wording there just slightly. And that it's not that you're skipping a step. It's, it's just like, if you try it and it flops and you're like, well, what was the scaffold that I, that I could Mm -hmm. do? Like, is there possibly an in-between step? Then that could be a good in-between step. But I don't think that, and I know you're not saying this, but I don't think that it's a very rigid sequence. Like you must do this and then this, and then this, and then this, and then this. It's just, Mm -hmm. is there another way to slice it? So we have a different way of, of figuring the form of the song yeah absolutely great yep. so um 
So for echo seeding, you got a kind of a group example. You've got an individual leader, like very different ends of the spectrum, right? Yeah. Um, embedded in two very different types of activities. So again, like the opportunity is wide and deep. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Well, the next week we will be back to talk about some steady beat things. But if you don't want to wait until next week and you want to go ahead and listen to steady beat right now, you can do that. Um, if you go to teachingmusictomorrow.com um, and there we have compiled like a whole collection of resources. We have all five of these episodes um, plus some extras for you. So that's a free resource that you can get and we will link it in however you are listening or watching this conversation. 